the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. Today we have uh, Jarrah, Justin, and Nick with us. Thanks for coming on the show. What's up? Thanks for having us. No worries. Um, do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about yourself each, I guess? Like uh, what, what, some of your projects, like what type of stuff you're playing? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Somebody. Me. All right. Um, my name is uh, Justin Wallace, and uh, I'm a vocalist of Sonic Madness. Uh, uh, I play in Ballas, um, and uh, me and Jared do Maggot Crown. We do uh, Out of Mouth Graves, Nick, Jared, and me. And, uh, yeah, next guy. I'm Nick, guitar player for way too many bands that I can't remember. <laughs> and uh, Psionic Madness, Nothing is Real, other stuff. And I do a lot of the mixing work also. Yeah, I'm Jared. I play drums in every band that ever existed, in any band that's going to exist. Uh, <laughs> that's all I do. I'm in everybody's favorite band. I'm in everybody's most hated band. And that's about it. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, so basically... We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but the one that's coming up soonest is uh, the new Psionic Madness album. So uh, anyone want to tell us a little bit about that, what what we can expect from the new album? Um, Last Beats. Good. Pure, pure nuclear winner. <laughs> just yeah, pretty much crazy, crazy shit. Just, Justin gave me free reign to do whatever the fuck I so I went full weird and it worked out. Yeah. Nice, and I'm, that uh, is coming out through uh, Justin's label, Vargas Records. For anyone who wants to pick up a copy of that, you can get that through their Bandcamp. Yep, and it uh, releases October 29th, so seven days from now. Yeah, awesome. next week. Yeah, next Saturday. I didn't even realize what date it was. Yeah, I know, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Just tired. I know. I'm tired too. Nick is really tired. They just like probably woke I'm just up. laying here. <laughs> and then Nick and Jared, you have another album coming out together. What is it? Two days after that from Nothing Is Real? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much back to back like that. And, uh, <laughs> That one, Nick, that, uh, you actually went like all out and had two drummers on that album. Yeah, so what, yeah. what, what we did, um, I recorded it initially just live in a rehearsal studio with one drummer. And, and then I completed all the songs on top of that with that as the bass. And then I sent it over to Jared. And Jared was essentially like an additional percussionist to add a lot more fills and interesting drum parts onto what we already had. So nice. the first drummer was pretty sparse on purpose, just like keeping the beat and and the backbone of the songs. And then Jared was able to add in, you know, a lot of extra and more interesting stuff. So and then I mixed I like it in a way that 
you know, Jared was panned in a stereo way. So it's just kind of filling out all the sound. And I almost look at it as those old King Crimson performances with with Bill Bruford. And then they had an additional percussionist doing a bunch of crazy shit. So that was Jared. Nice. Awesome. And then you guys had another album that just came out uh, not long ago from A Causal Intrusion, you and Jared as well. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was been, been bringing the reviews. It's been a real uh, either hate it or love it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the last the last one was the same as well. It was like a super polarizing album. People like absolutely loved it. Album of the year type thing. Or like, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. man, it was or, really or good. Or bitch about the production, bitch that the... Uh, snare sounded too pingy and it's like yeah, i remember that um it's organic sounding because it's actual drum kit is actual guitar you know not modular fucking bullshit like yeah i'm sorry it doesn't sound like a plastic pile of shit sorry it's not hard to me yeah <laughs> yeah because um, I remember, like, um, one of the few people that got it, like, really got it last time was uh, Angry Middle Guy, actually, like, gave you guys a, a solid review for that one. And even, like, this one, he said he, well, he didn't like it as much, but he still gave you guys a lot of praise. Uh, overall, the, the review from him was pretty positive, which is kind of rare from Angry Middle Guy to give something like that, like, such positive feedback. Yeah, I know. He actually reviewed my uh, Phil Theater album, or one of the people on the staff, since I know it's multiple people mm-hmm. there. And uh, he said, "My, you know, Phil Theater was too filthy it, for it being cavernous <laughs> death metal." I'm like, "What the fucking shit?" Wait, wait, uh, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> Remember that one review of Phil Theater <laughs> for my label? Remember where it was like um, it was, you couldn't tell if it was a compliment. Yeah, or I didn't know if he fucking liked it or not. He just fucking kept on like, "Well, this, this sounds like this." Bull and China shop had I had whatever, but you know it, this part. This is kind of cool. Except it, it, like every fucking sentence contradicted the one before it. Oh shit! I got it. I got it. L- let me do a quote. This <laughs> shit's funny as fuck. <laughs> All right. It says, um, oh, "Let's see here." Okay. Hey it there. says when when the it says when the uh, opening <laughs> chords reverberate to announce this new field theater EP. I feel like I've been slowly hit over the head by a trash can. <laughs> oh, shit's crazy. Like, then, is, is that a positive or a negative? I mean, I, you know, I know the, the, the whole idea with a lot of reviews where it's like, oh, I feel like I just got eviscerated <laughs> by a thousand <laughs> fucking cats or some shit. It's like, okay, I, oh, and then you kind of read down a little bit further. Okay, that was a good thing. Or they'll go, you read a little bit further down. Yeah, it was just like absolute fucking garbage. I mean, I, I wanted to tear my fucking eardrums out. Oh, okay, he didn't like it. This Here, asshole, I had no fucking clue. Here's two more quotes. Here's two more quotes that really, really sing that. Uh, everything just follows like a clattering mess of garbage thrown out the window onto an unstable scaffolding. Call it death metal to make it easier for you. <laughs> tumultuous migraine <laughs> that judders like a scrap metal truck bereft of a wheel yeah that, that's some fucking goofy shit and i mean like the, the one for the the, the full length album but uh prior from whoever wrote it at Ang- uh, angry metal guy he, he kept on making these references to fucking nintendo about shit 
saying like how, how I approach the uh, using the snare. It's just like I'm smashing the buttons on the Nintendo game pad. I'm like, what the fuck is is that supposed to be a good thing or a bad? What the fuck? I don't even know the reference of what you're trying. You just said you know Nintendo something bullshit, and then like oh, the, well the drum sound that that's the one that had the uh, drum sound like they're uh, like a bull in a china shop. But that's a bad thing. I'm like, okay, so it's a so you don't like fucking drums? All right, you know whatever. And then I look through their reviews, and they like highly praise fucking Nightwish. Yeah, new in flames. I'm like, oh, you like garbage? Okay, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I always think that because I see them give like a two two point five out of five to like my favorite albums of the year all the time, and then I check their album of the year list, and it's like, really? Like that's okay. I understand. Yeah. It's like yeah, so fucking that, melodic metalcore. Yeah, modern yeah, they metal. Love that. Yeah, uh, I bet they the type of people that go, my favorite genre is fucking uh, female fronted and not expand any <laughs> <laughs> Like as long as it has a tits and a twat and it's a fucking great fucking band. <laughs> I remember well, with the... these with these fucking metal reviews, it's 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 like this was the most horrible punishing thing I've listened to ten out of ten. It's yep. like you never yeah. know. It's How like it's gonna they go. use all this negative terminology to describe it, and then, but that's a positive in metal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's disgusting oh, or it's abrasive, abrasive, makes me uncomfortable. Like 10 yeah. out of 10. I right. remember, um, I remember uh, I sent you a message about um, Obsidian Hooves, and I was like, oh my God, dude, this is ugly. And you were like, wait, you, you, you like it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, I'm uh, like, yes, 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 I do. The funniest <laughs> like review, that... reviews were... yeah. Okay, I was just gonna say, I was doing PR for, uh, for a band a while ago, like when I first started doing the PR stuff. And the funniest review I ever got back was this one guy from a, it was a Dutch website. I had to use translate to see what it said. And uh, he was like genuinely angry that the album existed, like it infuriated him that the album like actually existed. He was so mad. It was, it was like the angriest review I've ever read. And then like the funniest part is he called the album Poop Water, which probably translated um, something different. He called this is Poop Water Music was the translation I got back from what he wrote. So. <laughs> the, the funniest part is that like if it was like for a gore grind band or something, that would be like, oh, good, perfect. That's what we were aiming for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Check out my band. <laughs> yeah and fucking war metal it's usually like this is the most actually it is a real band <laughs> yeah war metal it's like this is the most horrible recording love it <laughs> yeah. great compliment thank you <laughs> that's the, the charm of a lot of that shit like i remember uh, one of the what black metal seven inch was it i think it was death church i got in and it was just like it sounded like fucking I'm listening to uh, sandpaper rubbing against the fucking uh, needle of the uh, record player. I was like, well, I mean, it, it, it adds to it. <laughs> Texture. Yeah. Because I was at first when I, I was like, maybe it's broken. I actually pulled out, pulled it up on YouTube. I'm like, oh, no, it's supposed to sound like that. Okay, now I'm okay. <laughs> I just thought I got a defective fucking seven inch. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who think like everything has to be polished and overproduced and stuff, and like it's it's compl what's completely ruined technical death metal because like that early 2000s tech death stuff was awesome, like Necrophagist, early like decapitated and stuff. Like 
it wasn't overproduced. It was just super technically played. And now like the whole movement for that whole genre is just, oh, how polished can I get this to sound? How generic can this riff fucking be? Right. You know, you, and it, like everybody has to have the same guitar tone and yeah. the same fucking uh, plastic drum uh, settings uh, from fucking uh, drummer from hell or some shit like that. Right, exactly. It has to sound like it's not even a person playing the drums, and then well, like, it's just it's just the, uh, the guitar has riffs. to literally sound like it came out of a factory, like made on like it's a factory. Generic line. riffs, uh, fake drum samples, and it just played really fast. And, and the vocalist uh, sounds like yeah, awful vocals, <laughs> and you know, with a causal intrusion, <laughs> with a causal intrusion, I feel like we're doing kind of anti-tech death because it's very raw recording um very natural no click track at all and just the weirdest riffs i can think of you know in a sense it's more a lot more open and freeform and jazzy sounding and mm-hmm. you know it's Not- still very technical but it's kind of the antithesis of what has been considered tech death in mo- the modern day and it's funny that you say that because that's exactly what i wrote like independently of talking to you in the press kit for a causal um that it was basically anti-tech death. Good. Yeah, I mean, that's I, good, I mean, dude. At least it translates through just the music itself without us having to explain it. Like, we were, uh, I know I, I sent Nick a review that I found on YouTube of it, and that uh, person got it, like, understood what we were going for and everything. Right, definitely. Have you um, Have you guys uh, heard the band Burning Palace? Yeah. Burning Palace? Yeah. Oh, burning! They're um, Lamb of God album. It's really good. Uh, that's as the palace is burned. But Burning Palace oh. is like this super dissonant tech death from New York. Um, that is like different style to you guys, but like you guys should check it out because it's it's filthy dissonant technical death metal as well. Yeah, that stuff a, is awesome. Yeah, from Santa Rosa. Release? Yeah, they do. Okay, digital yeah. CD. I just cassette. Okay. Well, I have to go fucking check. I mean, yeah. Usually, like, if it's just digital only, I kind of forget that it exists. It was through... Um, it went up on a label. Hang on. It was... Let me see who it was. I think it was Dissonant something. Burning Palace Bandcamp. They were on a couple of different labels. Oh, they were on Transylvania tapes, and then on Total Dissonance Worship, both released them on Physically. Oh, got it. They're from Santa Rosa. I'll have to damn pull it up on something. I'm, I'm driving right now, so I don't know. It's yeah, like it's definitely good. It's like one of those things. It's like anything that comes out on Transylvania tapes, Total Dissonance Worship, Twenty Bucks Spin, or a couple of you know, there's a couple of those labels. It's like I'm gonna check this out just because these guys released it. And it's probably gonna be decent, right? Especially if it's in like the style like that you like. You know what I mean? Yeah, like tastemaker labels that like focus on one particular type of music and then just do that and do it really fucking well. Like Gods of War Productions. Yeah. Yeah. Way back in the day, uh, what was it, the Bellow? Before they decided to just like jump on the gent train and just release garbage. Like they used <laughs> to only release like spastic, fucking silly, horseshit, grindcore stuff like, uh, um, what the fuck was it? Destroyer, Destroyer, and Vessels Cast from Cripple Hands. Mm-hmm. And then like all of a sudden they just like went directly fucking, okay. We like nine string guitars and only using the one string of it. And it was like straight garbage poo after that. 
Because I used to like anytime it came out with something, I was like, oh, okay, let me check this out. Oh, Robinson, I think, was on it. Um, yeah, just like everything's like fucking, you knew what to expect. It'd be like 30 second songs. It might be a 15 minute album with like 15 songs on it. And it's all going to just be fucking dissonant blast beats and fucking a guy sounding like a cat. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. We always make the joke about uh, Cave Dwellers making a uh, grindcore band and we're just going to record each other like throwing up into something. <laughs> yeah, look at the vocals. You should. I've, I've already said that. I think, uh, I don't know, when you've just mentioned something. Only before, vocals like, are vom- vomit sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> you are a nerd. I am. Um... I'm just, um, I got. Extra chromosomes. <laughs> I don't know if my mind is delayed or something. I keep hearing robot voices. I think it's coming through um through Jared's the, the oh, robot okay. voices. Right. He mentioned he was driving. I don't know. Maybe he's out of range. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Jared's. He sounds like Max Headroom now. Well, that's how it is. Perfect. <laughs> Favorite thing ever. <laughs> so, on so, the topic of uh, labels that had like a fall from grace, did anyone fall harder than Roadrunner? Because I mean, like, if you look at Roadrunner Records, what they were putting out in like the early '90s, like they had so many good bands, like early death metal scene. They were like paramount to putting out some of those albums, and then look at them now. I would have laughed if you said yeah. Argos. <laughs> 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 Yeah, those guys used to be good. Yeah, and then oh, Justin decided to yeah, no, uh, Victory put Records out his own shit. Just do all that stuff, like all the hardcore albums and whatnot, and then they kind of just disappeared. Oh, they just oh, do pop really punk not. now. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's where the money is. <laughs> I hate Get my dad, and I love pizza. <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's fucking that pizza thrash shit. It's thrash. That, that's fucking municipal waste and shit. Yeah, that is pizza thrash. I don't sing <laughs> like that, though. No. Um, I hate my up. dad, and I love pizza. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. But we should all be... Like feel blessed that we live during a period that's been titled the pop punk revival movement. What? Oh boy. Jesus. <laughs> oh boy. Revival? Like, yep. What, all was... the, uh, the pedophiles are fucking getting down with that shit. Basically. God damn. <laughs> and and it was I mean, unfortunately started by Machine Gun Kelly of all people, which is hilarious. Yeah, he so got so fucking embarrassed when he did a rap diss track, they changed genres. Yeah, Machine fucking... Gun Smelly. <laughs> machine guns life. not nelly that uh that public beef that he had with Corey taylor was like super cringy oh i didn't even know he was beefing with him he, oh yeah he, so he, like he's just a super cringe dude Fuck him. he is he is he basically so basically he like did the rap thing dissed eminem got destroyed by the rap scene came over to pop punk and for some reason thought that made him metal started playing the same festivals as slipknot and then him and Corey Taylor had some massive beef and then it went on publicly. And like, you know, those shitty websites like Metal Socks and like, you know, all those type of websites. 
um, they basically covered this feud like 50 times a day because anything Corey Taylor does is like front page news for all of those generic websites. That's, Jesus Christ. I'm glad it, so was, it was weeks. It was like six weeks of like that headline, like Machine Gun Kelly, like something about beef. This is what happened today. I'm like, dude, no one cares. Yeah, I would see that shit pop up and I'd just press like block or I don't want to see more of this. And then it still keeps popping up. Oh, yeah. Hey, instead of instead of being called Cave Dweller, you just need to be called Metal Fucks instead of Metal Fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I approve that rebrand. Oh yeah, yeah reprint all these stickers. I mean, do you guys know what we were originally called before we were called Cave Dweller? Basement Dweller? No, so <laughs> it was uh, not not your mother's music posting or some shit. It was not your grandfather's music posting page. And uh, our uh, image was Iggy Pop's nipples. And uh, <laughs> oh. we, we started as a joke. Like, we, like, oh, we were, like, okay. mess, messing around. And we didn't think yeah. it would actually be anything. They were, like, it was literally me and Matt. We're, like, we're going to start, like, a Facebook group. And it's, like, what's the dumbest name we can think of? So we did that. And then it started, like, freaking growing. And then... People start submitting stuff to us. Like, oh, I guess we're a thing now. Better change it to a real name. And then, yeah, cave dweller. <laughs> I want people to take us seriously now. We're not all about fucking grandfathers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not your grandfather's root beer. <laughs> I always hate those fucking like adult root beer. It's like you you ruined root beer and an adult beverage. They both suck now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like how people make hard kombucha. I'm like, who wants to drink kombucha to get drunk? Who wants to drink that shit anyway? That shit sucks to begin with. Fuck that. That's when you <laughs> go in there drunk already and say, give me a half whiskey. <laughs> yeah, give me some of that, that fucking kombucha fucking sour tasting horse shit. <laughs> oh, man. Mm, so delicious. Yeah, like Hipsters. if I'm drinking something that goddamn sour, it better goddamn have. Like fucking forty proof at least. <laughs> it's fun to get drunk before you even get in the movie theater. And you don't have to pay for their shitty ass, like pricey alcohol. Oh, it's so expensive. It's not as bad as the the like the alcohol at some like uh, venues you go to though. Some places it's like yeah, th- thirteen dollars for a friggin' like Bud Light tall. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't drink at shows. Like the only time I drank was when it was for free. Brendan, what were we paying for beers at Maryland Death Fest? Um, like 18 bucks, I feel like. 15, 18 bucks. Friggin' insanity. For like a uh, it was like a 20, were they 22 ounces? Or they weren't, they weren't. I feel like they were bigger than pints. Maybe the pints were like 15. I don't know. It was expensive. And they wouldn't allow you to bring in anything else. So like we would try and like pregame and go beforehand, but like right. Yeah. Couldn't. You should have got one of those camelbacks, the, uh, the ones with the that you put water in when you're jogging or hiking. They you didn't allow that up with, Oh, motherfucker! They <laughs> made you like they made us like um, we were we bought like what was like some energy drink and Red Bull. they were Red like Bull. you can't they can't bring it in. It was like unopened, everything like that. And they were like, no, just can't do it. And I'm like, come on. So then, um, yeah, we were stuck paying their prices. We didn't buy many though because we just couldn't justify. I think we only bought like three or four or something the whole three days. 
Yeah. I, uh, I think we bought like, I think it was probably like, yeah, it was more than that. I feel like, but it no, was, we had those much. free drink tickets to start with as well. We used all of those. Yeah, we first. got two freebies. Right. And then we yeah. got, um, yeah, you're probably, yeah, probably like five, six beers, maybe. I don't know. It was like not every day, but like over the weekend. But then we would go to the bars outside of there, and it was like so much reasonable. Yeah, normal pricing. Yeah, for that area at least, you know. That Bohemian was good though. That's how you die from heat stroke at venues. <laughs> they yeah. had water um, to fill up, but you your water bottle had to be empty, completely empty, so it couldn't be full of anything. You know what I mean? Like, because people bring vodka in, obviously, and stuff. Or like whatever, yeah. Or like you said with the Camelback, but the Camelback had to be completely empty or not allowed. You know, like I was like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, but then the second day we brought that like can in, and uh, that person was like, oh, "You can't bring it in." She was like, "What are you talking about? It's a Red Bull. It's sealed. Let them in." Remember? Yes, we needed that person on that first day. Or I was like, like, what, like, what are you? What are you dumb? Like, it's a it's a can of Red Bull. What are they gonna do with that? Like, calm down. Right. Yeah. Well, unreasonably unreasonable. Well, here's the the thing. They don't have a policy across the board. It's like there's a guy making it up as he's going. And then the next guy from next shift comes in and then he's making it up as he's going. That's every festival ever. Like there's never any across the board of what you can and can't do or bring to any festival. I used to work at a venue for two years. I know firsthand. Were you the guy that lets um, shit slide, or were you the guy that enforced things? Um, I ran, I mainly ran sound, but sometimes I had to help security at the beginning of the show. I was pretty chill. Like I wasn't that fucking asshole that was patting you down. I mean, people gonna fight, they gonna fight, right? Um, Did anyone anyone ever get like any big brawls or anything ever at the venue? Like any like? Oh any, yeah, 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 and uh, and we always had this one guy that would just like kung fu kick somebody. <laughs> but then it's funny though the owner he he like his last name was like it sounded asian so like you knew he was gonna whoop your ass he was just like i remember punching i remember him punching a guy like in the chest and he flew back i was like what the fuck it's like a jackie chan movie <laughs> it was awesome oh i'll never forget this drunk guy, when I was like getting all the mic cables up on the stage, this drunk guy was like, Oh, it's my birthday. I'm going to get on that stage. And I was like, No, you're not. And then <laughs> then the security guy walked up. He said, Don't you get on that stage? And the guy jumped on the stage and then he ran after him all the way down to the ramp. And the security guy picked him up and threw him down the ramp and it looked like he <laughs> broke his fucking leg on his birthday. Old enough to get out of stage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better to have that than be that fan from that Lamb of God concert that got killed by Randy. Oh, hell. You remember that? I don't remember that. Oh, uh, I do remember it, that. Is it like East, he deserved it? Yeah, it's like East, Eastern Europe. The guy like climbed on stage and tried to take the mic oh, out, of yeah. Randy's, out of Randy's hands or some dumb shit. And then Randy like booted him, like straight kicked to the chest off the stage. Uh, the guy hit his head and then went home and went to bed with concussion and never woke up. Oh, fuck. And then Randy ended up in jail in uh, somewhere in Eastern Europe. I think it might have been Hungary. I don't know. It was one of those countries, the Czech Republic or something. And then uh, he ended up like not 
I, I don't think he ended up like doing too long in jail, but he's in there for a while, like a couple of months or something. Yeah, yeah. it was a couple of months while they figured everything out, see if they could charge him with, like, if it was intentional or not. Right. It was just manslaughter, whatever. Well, that's security not doing a fucking job. I know, right? That's why he gets for, like, you know, liking the name of God. <laughs> he's going to be sent to God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I've got I've got so many stories from working working at a venue. I remember one time this metalcore band thought they were the shit, and they played on stage with light up Skechers. <laughs> so whenever they did the little jogging in place, damn lit up. They literally jumped at the same time, and all their shoes lit up. <laughs> I'm not even surprised. And they wanted a black light on. <laughs> Jesus. So their shoes were extra white and their teeth. I bet they brought all of their uh, friends and that was their only crowd. They go home and brush that tooth. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so are we going to talk about Sonic Madness or what? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Talk about talk about. Yeah, it. what you got? Cut, cut everything else out before this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five minute, five minute interview. I'm just kidding. He came on, talked about Sonic Madness, and then they left. Yeah, yeah we're really, we're really focused. Well, we did a podcast before Nick, uh, not, um, not Nick, but um, James, and uh, and I had a guy, some random guy. He was like, "All you guys talked about was video games and hot topic <laughs> bands." I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck." <laughs> We always go completely off the rails. We had someone on the other oh, day where yeah. we, t- we, t- we talked about music for like 20% of the interview and I listened back to it and was like, oh, that was like, that wasn't even a music interview. Yeah, this- it was fun. It was a good combo. We talked about Anthony Bourdain for like 10 minutes. Dope. I mean, at a certain point, it's like I make music all day, every day. So it's just I don't really talk about it much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you but think yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's good too. Whatever. All right. I got a new topic. All right, let's do it. Horror movies. Yes. Let's go. Yes. I watched five this week, actually. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's Halloween season. Yeah. It's Halloween season all year. Justin, you saw um, Smile. Was that worth seeing? Yes. Um, (laughs) The only thing is it doesn't have replay value. Once you go through it, you're already expecting all these jump scares. But they're really creative jump scares. I, I went into it blind. I didn't even see the fucking trailer. So that one scene where the girl's head like flops like yeah. near the corridor, like that's that made me jump. I was like, what the fuck? See, that's the one I saw <laughs> in the trailer. I was like, that's the only reason why I want to watch this now. Because before everything else in the trailer, I was like, this looks like it's gonna be shit and I don't care. So I'm not spoiling nothing, but I'll kind of give you the gist of 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 what this what this thing is. <laughs> well this thing like um it basically it it for me. yeah all right i'll <laughs> shut up <laughs> it's already ruined because once you start telling me any details of it that's when i start putting together what it could be or what it is <laughs> usually what i think of it's fucking better than the actual storyline then i get pissed off it's it's <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like take that example fucking it follows it was a very interesting concept that was all it was was an allegory for having STDs, and the incel gets the girl at the end. Who gives a fuck? Shit on that movie. Yeah. 
I think or, the, the the most disappointing movie I've ever seen ending wise was It Comes at Night. I waited an entire movie for something oh, to happen and movie. nothing did, and then it just nothing ended. happened. Nothing happened. Yeah, that was that was garbage. I hated that movie too. I hated uh, what was it? Uh, House of the Devil. Most like you, they tried so hard to recreate seventies horror, but mm-hmm. without any of the suspension, um, it was just like I, I don't need to see this fucking bitch. Like, oh, she dropped a vase. Now she's going to go get the broom. And then she's going to go sweep the vase up. And then she's putting the fucking vase parts in the trash. And then she's putting the broom back up. 20 fucking minutes. What the fuck did that help me with? Besides being <laughs> bored out of my fucking skull. That's not fucking art. That's you wanted to pad out the timing of this movie. That sucked. Like, yeah. it could have been a decent, like, Tales from the Crypt episode. 30 minutes, get in, get out. Um, no. The three movies that I've seen this year, like that I, I'd say was the best, was um, like for horror is a uh, smile, and then uh, I finally got to watch uh, Dark and the Wicked. That was actually really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, oh, yeah. I saw I saw X in the movie theater. I went into that blind, didn't realize it was a porno half the fuck movie. That was <laughs> a fun. That was, was a fun movie, man. That was a good one. Oh my god, have y'all seen it, Nick and Jared? No, no. It I think out. I saw the uh, prequel they made to it, right? The newer yeah, one. Pre- I haven't seen it yet, but is it is it good? What was that one called? I did see it though in theaters. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's about the the old lady's origin Pearl, story. Pearl. Pearl. That's Pearl. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah, was... It was it was okay. It was okay. Okay. It's just like a lot of new movies I see. I'm just like it's just okay. Um, the last um, horror movie I saw at the cinema was last weekend. I saw Barbarian. Have you guys seen that? I no, heard. I've been meaning yeah. to see it. That's um, it's, just heard about it. That's a good twist. Like, I'm not going to say anything, but like, it's well, now, yeah, it has, now I know it has a twist. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's yeah. I won't say anything else. I'll give it away to Jared. But yeah, that's that's a good one. It's uh, it's an interesting movie. Can we talk about a movie we have seen? <laughs> yeah. What? What? what all, of all, all of us. All of us. What have we all seen? All right. Let's talk about George Romero's movies. Okay, which one's start. your favorite? They're, they're classic. Okay, which one's your favorite? I don't got a favorite. I don't. Really they all they all favorites. Yeah, I mean, like it's just what mood I feel like I'm in. If you're in a '60s mood, a '70s mood, or an '80s mood. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the backdrop. I don't know. This, this, he's got a lot, a lot, a lot to choose from there. All right, where would y'all hold up in the zombie apocalypse? Ooh, zombie apocalypse. Immediately just get killed. Be done with um, it. Probably, <laughs> if it's San Diego, uh, Coronado Island. Oh, okay. Because there's only two ways onto the island. One's through this like really long like uh, road bridge that you have to drive over that you could easily barricade. And then the other's like, just this really narrow strip of road that's got like, beach on both sides, so you can easily barricade that too. And you got the, the whole island, like a fortress, basically. Yeah. Unless the Navy gets to it first. They're right there. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, Even they are. <laughs> I think I would just keep it moving and keep looting new areas and trying to take over. And then as it gets overrun, move on to the next area. Yeah. That's how those like, uh, people the, walking dead pretty much lived. The thing with zombies is like it's basically just a waiting game. You, you kind of just have to wait for them to all starve out and die. Like to rot away, and then once that happens, there's nothing for them to eat. They can't make more zombies, and then it's over. There was a scene in uh, 
There's a scene in Day. I didn't mean to cut y'all, but uh, this scene in uh, Day of the Dead at the very beginning where they're all sleeping and like they're rotting away, and then when he, that guy's like, "Hello," <laughs> like they all wake up. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, the oh, shit, it. It's like it depends on what type of zombie apocalypse you're in. Is it like that's true? Based on sizes, is it based like you know, like Army of uh, Darkness where? No, the, the skeletons are coming, digging themselves out of the ground. So there's no point where they're going to be gone. True. Good point. Good point. Depends what what caused the zombies. If it's a virus, yeah. then you could probably outlast it. If it's like an undead, like evil thing, then no. Supernatural. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Twenty-eight days later, though, I would definitely die. Those fuckers are fast. Yeah, those right. those movies are amazing. I, those, I, I love both of those when they came out. Yeah, both and the soundtrack movies. is so good. Yes, I gotta rewatch that movie. Well, you got a few days left of Halloween. After that, you can't watch any more horror movies. Bullshit! Yeah, it's all over. All Ooh, over. After that, you gotta start watching the Care Bear movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I I watch horror every week basically, but I step up my game at Halloween and try and fit as many as I can in for the month. Uh, on top of it, because it's easier for me to justify to my wife while we're watching this many horror movies. Yeah. I, I, we're pretty much like the same. Like you said, my wife loves horror anyway, so it's usually like every weekend we're gonna watch something new, and it's just a matter if it's gonna be worth a shit or not. Like I'm trying to remember the uh, one that we watched just recently, where I just like legit just got up and started washing the dishes. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, don't need to turn it off. Just keep going. It doesn't matter. There are some movies I watch where I feel where I feel like that. I'm like I could I could skip half this movie and I would still take the same away same thing away from watching the rest of it. There are some that's like yeah. Eh. There's so many that are like that for me where like like especially if it's anything off Netflix or made for Shutter or you know Shutter where it's not like like a um the, uh, theatrical release or anything. And it's mm-hmm. like okay, is it a, a uh, 90 minute film? You could cut this down to like 45 minutes and it would have been more impactful. Right, I agree. Definitely. There's a lot of movies that could do uh, more with less. Have yeah. y'all seen... Uh... Then, of course, Go ahead. I was going to say, like, I came across some true gold that way as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like... It was a slow burn. was uh, 1922. Yeah. That was a good uh, one. That was and, good. Uh, in the tall... talking, about, talking about the Stephen King one? Yeah. And, yeah. and, in, yeah. Tall, and the tall grass was good, too. Yeah, I watched... I, I watched really not... like that one. I watched 1922 um, one Christmas, and I was like, drunk as hell and i was like i love this and then it kind of <laughs> actually kind of it kind of actually sort of indirectly influenced that uh first demo i wrote for volus like the the, the topic because it was like another story that like it was like lovecraft wrote that was about rats like on a property oh, um, that... i know because i actually wrote a um there's a wise order album that i wrote about that uh, that's a good ass story yeah, that's a good ass story. Uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, the fucking story. I, I think I named the whole fucking album after it, but whatever. Yeah, you do. Too. I remember back to George Romero. Um, Shutter released something like like that he was working on that never got released. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's like uh the the carnival or something and it's just basically him or no the amusement park it's called okay and it's just like him trapped in an amusement park and it's all like weird and creepy and disturbing and just about like 
the nature of how uncaring life is and how when you get old everyone stops giving a fuck about you and they're basically just like beating up this old guy and pushing him around the whole time and it's really disorienting and disturbing and i I use some of the samples from that movie for one of my nothing is real albums just because it 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 was a pretty good movie okay the the cover it's called the amusement park it's like george romero's lost work his final work interesting Interesting. it's pretty cool yeah i'm gonna have to pull that up today it's from 75 man that's sweet yeah um what so what horror movie have y'all seen recently that um was just like what the fuck i haven't watched a movie in a while but i just watched the uh devil in ohio that was good i like that i liked it it's a netflix series yeah i think it's like six or eight episodes or something like that it's about it's like a satanic cult. This time, uh, yeah, without saying anything else, it's about a satanic cult. Yeah. Okay, Jared. I know nothing scares you really. What's a movie that genuinely made you go, "What the?" Like it, it kind of just like threw you the fuck off. Uh, I, wa- I watched one two nights ago, actually called Dash Cam. That made me react like that. I was. I want to know what Jared. I want to know what Jared thinks, though, because Jared don't. Yeah, get he, he didn't say James. You go to hell. <laughs> I didn't mean. <laughs> I did say Jared, though. <laughs> I didn't oh, I didn't hear the Jared part. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't, don't really. I mean, like the only. I mean, there was the, the ghost story that actually creeped me out from the effects of how they were used was uh, one miscall, not the American horse shit, but the uh, Japanese one. Like, because there's this one scene where she's checking out this apartment and it's just like middle of the afternoon and it's like, you know, sun bathing into the light and up in the top corner. And it's not a focus of the uh, actual shot. And um, just the ghost's head just slightly appears and then draws back. It's like the subtleness of it is what I really appreciated there. Like overall, like wasn't scared of the movie, but that one shot is always like stuck with me. I always, like, I, I, I always thought stalk like the stalker esque kind of things like that always creeped me out. Um, I thought that was why Halloween the original was so effective on them. You know those long shots where he's in the background, like you don't get that right. that much in the rest of the fucking franchise. No, I, I watched one uh, over the weekend that was uh, was it um, Cemetery of the Dead. Or it was like a, I think it was like 80s or maybe late 70s uh, Mexican horror movie, just kind of like zombies and shit. But they had this one sequence where it was uh, done from the main killer who was, uh, I guess, the super powerful zombie. And it was like his perspective over the shoulder where he like kills two or three people. Uh, yeah. That was like the best part of the entire fucking film because everything else was just like typical slot gore. People getting their eyes gouged out. Yay, hooray. Yeah. No true story. A bunch of teenagers do stupid shit. Get, make uh, one stupid prizes. <laughs> that reminds then, me of uh, 28 Days Later when um, when he, like at the end where he like, he just goes in there and just puts his fingers in that guy's eyes and the guy's like, holy shit, he's a zombie, <laughs> but, he, but he's not. Yeah. <sighs> Nick, what was the name of that movie we watched at your place by accident? Oh my god, I'm trying to remember. Isn't it <coughs> Island of Something? 
Um, Island of Death. Yeah, Island of Death, I think. God, we were trying to find some movie James wanted to watch, and we ended up finding this obscure <laughs> 70s fucking movie of this, like, serial killer couple just on a perverted fucking rampage. Just, like, peeping Tom weirdo shit oh. and, like, weird sexual fucking murder. And it just was so over the top and, like, and just ridiculous in every way. And then at the end of the fucking movie, you figure out their brother and sister the whole time. Oh, hell. <laughs> and uh, Nick looked up the uh, an interview with the guy, and he said, oh, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it made a lot of money, so I wanted to make a movie that would make a lot of money. They're like, what was your artistic <laughs> vision? He's like, to make a lot of money. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so fucking just, like, over the top, like, just trying to be offensive. We were just laughing our asses off. There's like there's a part where he like urinates on this old lady and then drives her over with a steamroller. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like and, honestly, and I, I highly up. recommend watching it because it was like the most fun I've had watching a movie in a long time. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, they're running from the cops and they like make it to some weird fucking uh farmers like little village. And the farmer just like beats the shit out of them, ties them up, and he's like butt fucking the dude right in front of the girl. And then he, he throws him in like a thing and, and he starts covering him with rocks. With and, lime. Like, the, girl, the girl turns on him and now she's fucking the farmer. And, and this is when you figure out he's her brother. He's like, no, please save me. I'm your brother. And at that point, we just all started screaming and laughing because it was just the most retarded twist of all time. And then, and, then James, hilarious. and then James says, sponsored by FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> it was just the most insane, pointless, and just needlessly offensive movie. And I'm very glad it exists. <laughs> I always liked uh, the like, the weirder side of like horror and whatnot. And like, eh, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it at all, but Imprint by Takashi Miike. He's a Japanese director. Oh, um, uh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't think I've watched that movie. So yeah, he made it for the Masters of Horror series um, uh, back in like 2006. Yeah, and John Carpenter and a bunch of other they, ones. John Carpenter's one on there was good. Yeah, well, they, they kicked it off of um, TV because it was too fucked up. Because <laughs> it was originally yeah, I mean, made for TV, but then, um, yeah, they, they took it off TV because it was... Uh, it was too graphic for TV. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I've seen Audition that he made. I love that movie. That's a good one. Oh, he sure. did a whole bunch of movies that are good. Zadoichi was a good one. I've seen Ichi the Killer and and Audition. Is, uh, I just I just is, recalled what awesome one was. I have seen that one. Okay. Yeah, Ichi yeah. the Killer is fucking amazing. I love that one. Um, oh yeah. Work. Check out Izzo if you haven't. Or Gozu. I've seen the Gozu. I haven't seen Izzo, but it's, it's one of those things like I, I have to remember about it when I'm actually looking. It depends yeah, on what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, I'm like uh, going Izzo through his. Definitely good. Check that out. Or, I'm I going mean, through um, his like movie list right now. And I've seen Visitor Q also, but oh, I haven't seen any of the other ones. One. Dead or Alive are fun, but I wouldn't consider them horror. Yeah, that's just fun horror. That, uh, you know, fun gore slot. Yeah, yeah. But the. um. Oh, what's the other one there? Zebra Man, some dumb shit. Zebra Man. What's that it one exists. movie about the? What's that movie about the walrus? 
The guy it, tr- it turns him into a Tusk. walrus. That's the walrus. Tusk? Yeah. Tusk, yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah. 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 Yes, Tusk. that's it. Sorry. Yeah. That... From fucking uh, <laughs> great. That's With it. Justin yeah, Long. Uh, film, right? Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Like, Justin Long is also. Than... Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying it turned out a lot better than I expected, but also it doesn't have good repeat viewings. No, not at all. Once you watch it once, you're kind of like, okay, all of these jokes don't hit. All this kind of like, you know, just speed up, getting done with it. It's kind yeah. of like human human centipede or some shit. Like you see oh, it once geez. just because everyone tells you to see it and then you kind of got what you need to. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Two girls wake like, up. I get it. They're shitting in each other's mouths. We're good now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not a fan of that shit. <laughs> they did not need to be sequels. <laughs> nope. No, but they don't even I need to be first with some things, but that's okay. <laughs> I think with that one, the, the reason he had sequels is because originally he, the, the, the last one where it's like 20 people, that's the one he wanted to do. He okay. just couldn't afford enough actors. Right. So oh, okay. So it's like, oh, that makes sense. So he had to build up with that. Because, like, he said, oh, he had like 24. Like, he basically, like, I was writing it when we were talking with one of my friends at the bar and I was just drunk and drawing this shit up. Oh, I know. Let's make a movie about Ask the Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Asked, I, I was like, how is this supposed to work? This doesn't work like that. That's not how fucking science works. This is stupid. They would all yep. die. <laughs> they would. They'd get super sick and die. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Except for the one in the front. That was one Should I eat the cuttlefish, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> or the pudding. I remember watching Siberian film and I just felt like a piece of shit for like Do you mean Serbian days. film? Yeah, Serbian film. Yeah, that one's watch. messed up. I've seen that I've seen that twice, unfortunately. And it's Wait, like why? I understand, like, the deeper meaning of the movie, like, don't sell your soul for money, but I just felt disgusting after watching it. Don't I'm rape like, your own I'm son to death. Again. Yeah, that was, that movie was completely messed up. I didn't want to watch it again, so I watched it with a group of friends, and then I went to another group of friends' house, and we were drinking one night, like, we're going to watch this movie, have you heard of it? And I was like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> so I had to see it again. Great. I've never seen it. <laughs> It's a snuff it's film, been, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's a snuff film. Yeah. And well, it's not technically a snuff film. No, not a real, not a real one. Oh, I was about to say. I was like, damn. It's a movie about a snuff film being made, basically. Uh, yeah. Go read up on uh, Wikipedia. You can read the plot synopsis, and that's all you really need. You don't have to even watch it. No, you yeah, you really it. don't want to watch no, you it. You don't have to watch it. That's just, bad. Just when just you <laughs> That's bad when y'all are saying, don't a, watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's another one I think called uh, Dog Tooth that's just as equally fucked up. Not to the same degree as a Serbian film, but it, it's just way out there as well. Like, What's that? It's a mixture. What's that about? Uh, fucking. Uh, oh, God damn, it's been so long. Uh, something weirdo with family, lots of weird sexual violence and degrading shit. Um, a lot of torture porn to it. Uh, I'm looking it up now. This sounds messed up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, because also I'm thinking of, like, a tumbling doll of flesh and so a boxing Helena. It says, a uh, couple, the adult son and two adult daughters live in a fenced-in compound. The children have no knowledge of the outside world. Yeah. Uh, they torture and, them, basically. And, and, yeah. It's like, 
that's the that's the simple way of putting it. And I was just like, uh, there's a lot of fucking not not safe for work or safe for life type of shit. <laughs> safe for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, FBI show. Just read the synopsis. That way you can kind of forget about it later. <laughs> you don't have to have the visuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, reading that's enough. Got to be the, I guess, real, realistic take on what happens out there in the real world. That's yeah, like that, jo- that that Joseph Fritzl story. It's like, do we? We don't need a movie about that. We understand that that happened. Yeah, dude, that was a that was a high profile serial killer from my hometown, the town that I fucking live in right now. Uh, really? It happened in 2016. Um, that Todd Colehelp guy, he was on I CNN and everything. I, was, I mean, they called him the Amazon review killer. He really? he buy something oh, yeah, on Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember some, him now. Advice <laughs> on Amazon and then fucking say how good it worked or some shit. But what's wild is uh, they never um, actually they did prove this. Um, I think like maybe seven years before his um, all his killings, he got pissed off at a fucking uh, motorcycle shop. Um, yeah, they pissed, he shot, they, they, yeah, he shot them all. Shot them all. Nobody. And for a long time, I remember hearing about this, and nobody knew like what the fuck happened. They never found the guy. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They uh, apparently he uh, had a girl in a storage container and was um, raping her and you know torturing her and shit. I think she got like yeah, a million they, from his estate or something like that. Yeah, because she wow. actually lived. There's a there's a movie based kind of just on that aspect right there, where you know. Keeping a girl in a storage container and raping her and whatnot. Because uh, Megan's gone. Shit movie. Oh, Wasn't yeah. that interesting? Doesn't have any, you know, actual, you know, tits, gore or anything. Just yeah. like shots. And it's like overall just like made for fucking like people who like scary movie or some shit. What's wild is that this guy was a real estate agent and um, he had these, you know, he was doing it to these cleaning ladies and shit. And then he had like, oh, yeah. And then uh, it's wild because, like, before he even got his real estate uh, license, he used to live in Arizona, and he was a sex offender out there. And, like, huh. because technology wasn't advanced back then, he fled to the, uh, South Carolina, and, you know, they couldn't even trace his shit. It's, it's crazy, man. Apparently, there's yeah. an active serial killer in California right now, and I think it's in Sacramento. Oh, um, they think he's up to five confirmed kills associating with this guy. Um, oh. And uh, he targets like 20s to 30s Latino men, apparently. Oh, I'm safe. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess he uh, he like scopes out locations to get to a point where there's no cameras or like witnesses whatsoever. And then just comes up to them as they're getting into their car and shoots them. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's unfolding right now. I was like, I saw the news headline two weeks ago, I think, that the fifth person had been killed. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's always kind of interesting when you see like the currently active serial killers because there's so much stuff about like the guys from the '80s and '70s and stuff, obviously. But yeah, it's interesting when you see modern day ones because it seems so much harder to get away with it nowadays with how much like. Right, you know, right. Like, like, a the technology to like hunt people down with like DNA evidence and stuff and crime scene forensics, but also just the amount of cameras everywhere. Right, that's true. I always thought, um, I always thought the um serial killers from the south were more deranged because of uh 
they have this religious abuse usually in their childhood. Mm -hmm. So it's like, (laughs) it's usually turns into like a satanic motivated thing or something. Yeah. The South and the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where the, uh, the Ripper cult was, uh, based around in the Midwest. Can't remember the exact location. I don't know if you knew about the Ripper cult or not. But they nah. like, oh, they it's like four dudes and they abducted women. Uh, some of them lived, but they would basically pick up like you know, probably like you know hookers or whatever, and you know, gang rape and beat them, uh, cut off their left breast, jack off on the breast, and then God damn, it. what the because fuck? They were a satanic, they were a satanic cult. Interesting. Yeah, it was like in the seventies. They all got caught, huh. and then like the, the main guy who's like the head, who would be the one who's like repeating everything, you know, chanting and all that horse shit, reading out of I guess some fucking notepad of you know this is for Satan, blah blah blah, jerk off, jerk off. Like he's like, no, I didn't have anything to do with any of that. Even though my DNA DNA is on fucking everything. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I think DNA was like the big game changer with all of that stuff. Like, it made it so much harder to get away with things before. Like, I think about how hard it would be to actually pin down who someone is back in the day. It's crazy. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, cases where they they hyper focus on who they think it is, and it's like right. later on DNA proves the fact that no, that it wasn't them. You mm-hmm. just jailed that poor son of a bitch for twenty years for nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was profiling. He was innocent. He was fucking innocent. So much of it was profiling for such a long time. Like they just get an idea of like, oh, the murders happened in this way. So this person must do this for a living or like come from this background. And then they just only look for that and completely disregard everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, there was a shantytown murders during the Great Depression, um, but called the the boxcar murders. Do you know those ones? I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was like uh, back in the head, those shanty towns and the hobos were riding the rails, like on the trains to try and find work around the country and stuff. People in those like uh, homeless camps kept getting murdered and they chopped them up. Uh, torso murders. That's what they called them. The torso murders. Um, oh. And they, they'd like cut all their limbs and heads off and stuff and then drain all the blood from the body. Oh, and yeah. uh, they k- killed like a bunch of them. But, um, I guess the mayor of this town thought the way to fix the problem was to tear down the homeless camp. So he's bulldozers and just demolish them. And then uh, I guess the murder stopped. So they don't, they actually don't know. Like they don't know if it was a person working on the train lines or one of the actual other homeless people that was killing them. But the Damn. theory was that it was a dude on the rail line. So he could like jump off the train, kill someone, get back on again the next day and leave. So no one would know who it was type thing. Um, but then the, just after the murder stopped there, the Black Dahlia murder happened in California and it was the exact same MO. So there's oh, a like, theory that the dude who did those in the Midwest was the same person that I think it was in Cleveland, uh, those murders. And then they think it's the same person that committed the Black Dahlia murder. Damn. You know, it's wild. You know, what's wild about the, you know, change of locations thing is like uh, with Todd Cohill, like that happened here in South Carolina. He 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 came from Arizona. You don't know if he killed all the way on his way to South Carolina. It's like Ted Bundy when he broke out of prison and fled right. all the way down to fucking Florida, like from you know, like Northwest or whatever. That's an insane. Right. Yeah. You know who Have else you heard did that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. There's a like talking about like changing locations. There's a theory that Jack the Ripper is actually also H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah, 
don't yeah, know yeah, if you're familiar yeah, with yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I, I know the theory yeah, of like, him changing locations, but uh, I didn't can't remember who H.H. H. Holmes is. Uh, he built a hotel in I think it's Chicago, and it was a murder hotel. As in, oh, like, people I, would check. Oh, H.H. Yeah. H. H. Holmes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, because there's no background on him. He appears yeah. basically out of nowhere with tons of money. And he builds this motherfucking thing just, you know, just in time for the World's Fair and just you know, goes to town on people. Do you know how he made so the money? I, uh, I watched a documentary about him. Do you know how he made the money to build the murder hotel? He, no, uh, I, I don't. He, he, dug up the, uh, he dug up bodies and stripped the flesh off and sold the skeletons to universities and medical institutions. Oh, that makes sense because he was also doing that with the, yeah, he was doing that with the, the corpses of his victims too. Yeah. Yeah, dissolving the flesh off to sell the skeletons. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but yeah, it was a going theory that because of the timing of everything that could be, you know, Jack. The, it was Jack the Ripper. Whenever he yes. stopped, he popped up. Yeah, and he was, they were trained the same way because he went to medical school. He was a surgeon, um, and he he yeah. went he did that because he wanted to learn how to like kill people effectively and then strip flesh from bones, basically. Um, yeah, he's that's yeah. crazy. That was like during the 1983 World Fair in Chicago, and he targeted like all the people in town for the fair, so no one noticed they were missing. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, there's there's a show on um H on Hulu called uh it's like uh, by the History Channel called Haunted Places, and uh, they had a the whole episode on him, and then a whole episode on those torso murders as well. Um, that's really good, oh. worth worth watching. I have heard of uh, Haunted Places. I think I've seen some episodes, but neither of those two in particular. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot. They've got the one about Charles Manson and those murders as well. There's a ton of stuff. The yeah. one about that um, asylum, that crazy-ass asylum with, like, all the human rights abuses. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hellhurst or something. Netherlands. Yeah, that, maybe it's that one, yeah. Um, that place was, like, a hell on earth, dude. It's like every fucking asylum is haunted. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Back in the 1900s, there's a bunch of fucking ghosts up in there. I don't give a shit what anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think that has something to do with that. Like, you know, like what I was saying the other day, Jared, about, um, you know, that residual energy thing. You know, you have a bunch of mentally deranged patients. That's just going (laughs) to be in the fucking, you know, all that energy is going to be in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere where there's a lot of pain and trauma um like even prisons or stuff like that there gets energy trapped there so it's not only the ghosts of of the people who died there but it's like the energy forms take their own shape into entities that's that's my theory about what ghost size i I think because we are energy and when you die energy doesn't get destroyed it goes somewhere um you, you can't destroy energy so I, th- I think that's what like ghosts. Well, go- ghosts are souls that didn't move on, whereas the the energy forms can- are more like like little demons that form from a lot of pain and trauma and haunt. Yeah, it's a like a area. like a cavity in your tooth, right? Yeah, I had a theory of um, I seen something like one time when I was um, when I was working a night route, and that was really creepy. Um, I seen I seen some like black figure but at the time i was like extremely depressed so it was like maybe a correlation there i don't know but like every right. every every but i I've, I've been fine for a long time but you know never seen anything like that again i so when i was driving out to see meet jared for the first time passing through 
Texas Louisiana border, I saw a giant fucking like tree shaped thing like running along the swamp. It was fucking huge with giant yellow eyes. I was driving. It was like running right next to my fucking car. And I asked Jared what it is. He's like, that's the fucking Rougarou. He said, you cursed. What? Y'all both seen this? I dead. I was completely sober, and me and my girl both saw it. I was like, "What the fuck?" God damn! Yeah, and when he was telling me all of that, I was just like, "Yeah, I know exactly what that is because I'm, you know, uh, cryptozoologist, so to speak." So I've researched on it, and like, yeah, it's the Rougarou, basically, you know, which is like almost like a Sasquatch-esque type character, but a little bit more mixed with the Skinwalker type. Yeah. It's like a giant awesome. fucking werewolf. Oh, it's fucking yeah. huge. I told I told Justin this already because we talked about ghosts and our experiences and stuff. But I uh, I had like two major experiences in my life when I've seen stuff. And like one was I was seven and we moved to this new house in a different city. And I would see this guy standing at the end of my bed at night, just watching oh, me yeah. sleep, like a, a full outline of him. And like I I'd see him come up the stairs. So like he well, he'd walk up because my door looks straight down the staircase. I went to the bottom floor of the house, which sucked as a kid. Um, and uh, I'd watch him like walk up the stairs and then walk to the end of my bed and sit there, like stand there just staring at me. He never did anything. And I'd tell my parents about it, and they'd be like freaked out. And then years later, like after we moved out of the house, I found out that the dude who lived in my room committed suicide um, in the laundry chute that went down the staircase. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, Dang. so it's like him coming back Ooh, up to hit back up to his creepy. room from the bottom of the stairs where he he was hanging, basically where they found him. That's stuck creepy. in a loop. Yeah. Um, oh. And then the other one, we were in Colorado at a place called Cave of the Winds, uh, which if you ever get a chance to go to Colorado Springs, definitely go. It's like it's crazy, um, and it's this like super haunted cave network that <laughs> I didn't tell my wife about it being haunted. I just told her to go into a cave tour, and then. Uh, <laughs> We went in there and I saw a bunch of shit, dude. Like a, a bunch of shit. Like a lot of people, it's like it's like one in like five people say they see stuff there. So like it was only me and then this one other person on the tour. And then my wife kind of picked up on some stuff, but not really. But I was like full on seeing like outlines of people walking around in those caves. Um, uh, did you tell her after you got out of the cave? It was no, no. She, she, oh no, they told her when we got in because it was a go. It was like a haunted tour, so. You have to go through this like narrow cabin that you have to kind of crawl through, and you only have gas lamps. Um, there's no lighting in there. And so then, what'd she uh, do when she found out that it was haunted? <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Oh, you didn't tell me that," and then she got really nervous. And then she's like, "Oh, okay, it, it was actually pretty cool." But there's this one part where it's called like Texas Pit, um, and you get to this like point in the cave where everyone like that has died in the cave died there or disappeared there type thing. Okay. Like um, people being pushed off ladders, kids went missing there and stuff um and there's this just this pit in this cave that just goes straight down into pitch black and it's got like the most uncomfortable like energy i've ever felt like in my whole life around that pit it's just like you just feel like kind of sick oh, being wow. near it and like uh, my wife's like hey, i'm super uncomfortable we got to get like out of this this room um because the rest of the tour yeah, moved I on and i was exactly I guess like one person uh, a few years ago saw someone climb out of the pit and like they were hanging on like on the railing there, like look, trying to get helped up. So they went over to try and help them up. And then they looked at the person. They're like, oh, this per- like the person had no face. And oh, then uh, they had like a mental breakdown and they had to get like, a, like an ambulance team to come in and get the person out because they like 
they refused to move. They were that terrified type thing. Um, so I guess that happened there. So yeah, if you ever get a chance to go, it's a super cool place. Pretty freaky, but you get, you do see stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was um, looking around for like some Connecticut like stuff. We have um, uh, two parks called uh, well, one's called the Devil's Hop Yard, and the other one's called um, Satan's Kingdom, and they're all like like you know state parks. Um, it was pretty neat, but then I found out that. Um, in 1662, um, Hartford, Connecticut had a witch panic 30 years before the Salem witch trials. And they actually, um, they, uh, killed a eight year old kid. And then they, uh, hung like four people that were believed to be witches all before, uh, all the Salem stuff. So that's pretty neat. Wow. I actually have a uh, haunted bridge, like maybe like a mile from my fucking house. It's called uh, Seven Devils Bridge, and uh, they fucking hung slaves under that bridge. Wow, it's haunted. They say that if you go there at twelve o'clock midnight, you know uh, your car will cut off, and you will go. Um, you'll become hysterical, like like insane. Have you uh, tested so, it? Uh, <laughs> I used to, when I was 18, I worked for a hospital and uh, I had crossed over that bridge a couple of times at midnight. It kind of creeped me out a little bit. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick, when you and Helen go to Vegas, you have to go to uh, Zach Bagan's Photo Object Museum. We will. It's so good. I, I mean, I'm not a Vegas fan either, but that is a super cool attraction. There's so much crazy shit in there, dude. They, uh, have you guys heard of that, by the way, Jared and Nick? Yeah, uh, Jared and Justin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. because he bought the uh, the Warren's collection of all the uh, cursed oh. items. Yeah, he's got a bunch of shit there. He's, he bought a bunch of serial killer collections. He's got Al Capone's, like, estate. Uh, heaps of cool shit. Um, he's got Billy the Kid's guns. Um, and then he's got, like, a whole room yeah, of just, just serial killer stuff. Um, so he's got, like, he has the ashes of Richard Ramirez. Uh, he's got the original, pretty crazy. original paintings by John Wayne Gacy, the clown ones. Um, he's got Kevorkian's artwork, like Dr. Death, and the van. He has the death van, Kevorkian's death van. Um, oh, nice. What else does he have? He's got a painting made with the ashes and blood of Charles Manson. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, heaps of shit. I, just so much stuff. It, the tour goes for like two hours. Um, do the VIP version. It's like 15 bucks more, but like you get to go to a bunch of extra areas and you get a free shirt as well. Awesome. I, I, yeah. I would definitely do that because I know um, my wife was wanting to go to Vegas just for her. all the other aspects besides, you know, don't care about the gambling, don't care about taking the shows. I wanted mm-hmm. to go visit that, go out to the uh, that saloon that uh, Fallout New Vegas is, you know, it's in there. I can't remember the name of the fucking saloon, but uh, you know, a bunch of shit that she wants to go do and, you know, some point whenever yeah there's there's some really cool stuff like in and around vegas outside of like the casino stuff there's like some really cool ghost i, towns I like those there. little like ghost towns on the outskirts <laughs> yes yeah they're great there's there's one just past the the dam you go is a is a hoover dam you go past that and then there's um there's like a massive i don't think it's hoover what's that dam there um yeah. <sighs> It's just, yeah, it's Hoover Dam. Yeah, you got past Hoover Dam, and then there's like a really cool ghost town just past that on like the left hand side. All right, all right. So let's get back to this psionic <laughs> slight slight detour. 
Psionic, <laughs> psionic sadness. Played a bunch of blast beads on it, and that's what it, that's how I like A lot it. of blasting, a lot of nonsense on guitar. I mean, Justin, you want to go over how it was started as Maggot Crown and kind of the evolution? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't Maggot Crown <laughs> or whatever. It was it, it was, was Morgwalker. Morg yeah, Morgwalker. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did uh, two EPs as Morgwalker. Um, it was um me and dan and then uh on the last cp we brought in jared and then um i changed the names once uh dan quit in 2021 i think um that's when we approached nick and uh nick was like hell yeah and um nick said that you know he didn't really try on more mortality salience but that fucking album's sick but then you know, after he didn't have to use the template of Morgwalker, the second album, I said, just go fucking crazy with it and uh, just do what you want. And I feel like there was one podcast that made Nick go, well, you know what? Fuck it. I will write my songs longer then. Because I kept saying, well, it seems like it's too short. And then it just, before yeah, it gets... It, yeah, they <laughs> Nick was... Uh, yeah, I wasn't trying to name them. They want to sound like I was talking I shit. shit. Fuck it. I mean, like <laughs> I'm anything negative. I mean, I'll call it out to your face if nothing. I wasn't saying anything bad, but yeah, they it wasn't like they were shitting on it. It was just like they felt that all the songs should have been a little bit longer so they could, I guess, come to a better crescendo. Well, when you say something like that to Nick, you see his nothing is real stuff. I mean, <laughs> he's got... Nick has no problem writing long songs, so yeah. Or he, you know, go out to uh, just okay. I, I'm gonna just like utterly do out outdo it. So yeah, you're you bitch about that aspect of it. Oh, um, in the same way, like whenever people are like, oh, gee, why do you have so many bands? Why are you putting out so many releases? Because I fucking can. Yeah, because I like doing it. Jesus fucking Christ, fuck off. Yeah, I'm gonna do um, more. I'm gonna make up more fucking bands. <laughs> um mortality salience though that was like um lyrically it was uh mental illness uh really like that was a really strong thing that is still like the underlying themes of all the sonic madness stuff mm -hmm. but on the second album i returned to the roots of the morgue walker lyrics um that you know nuclear winter stuff uh survival and then it has that mental illness uh supernatural angle in yep. there um plus i'm just a big fucking like stalker fan like that whole universe so i love i love the fucking nuclear winter shit post-apocalyptic yeah. stuff so yeah i mean for the first album i was kind of going off the morgue walker template of like you know short and fast death grind songs but you know once i was kind of given free reign to just go crazy on this one i just kind of went for it and it's it's always hard for me to like fit a different sound because i always have to throw my own flair into it so um you know it was good to just kind of say fuck it and just go for it and i think by, by doing that we finally found like our own sound for psionic madness and as oh, yeah. far as like the mixing aspect i finally kind of got it dialed into where all of us are really cutting through the mix and sounding huge you know, where the first one I was still experimenting to make it work, but 
I feel like on this second one, we finally hit it. And, you know, I was listening to a lot of Cryptopsy and other crazy, like more techie, uh, you know, old school death and grind. And it, it, I think it really rubbed off on the riffs. And, you know, I added a little bit of atmospheric stuff as well to make it more interesting. So okay. I, I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, you did a great job, as usual. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. So I, I don't have anything else to add on top of it. It just sounded great. It did. It sounds it sounds fantastic. Really good mix. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's a journey for sure. Did you make it a little bit more plastic sounding? Did you sound replace the drums? Yeah, I'll just delete the drums like next time. <laughs> just no drums. How do you get no drums? How do you fucking do that, by the way? Like, actually sound replacing a drum? This is no, so what they do is have a, a trigger that the mic the mic triggers a sample hit as well. It, it reads that the mic's uh, picking up a signal, and then that signal, like MIDI, triggers a, a fake drum hit. You know, and then but, you can also put on a, a quantum uh, visor where it kind of maps it out a little bit so it cleans it up if you want. Yeah, they, I mean, they nothing... not only do they quantize it, but then they'll drag each fucking hit to be perfectly on the grid and just remove any feeling out of it. So, I mean, for me at that point, why do you even have a real drummer? It's like just program the drums if you want it to sound like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. Agreed. Because the whole point of having a real drummer is to have what you know their personal feeling to the song, right. which is whatever version of swing so they shit. have in their playing or their their off time beats that makes it you be able to tell it's them. Yeah. You know, when you when you remove all that, it just removes the entire need for a drummer. Right, and then you have these all these projects that have like programmed drums, and you see them but try to play it live with an actual drummer. It just doesn't sound anything like the album because you can't right. do that. Yeah. I mean, program drums are fine if that's what you're going for, but to right. like fuck over the drummer like that and and just completely alter what they played is kind of bullshit. Oh yeah, and like on these songs on the new Psionic Madness, uh, Jared just nailed it. So it was kind of just one take, and it was already perfect. Yeah, Do you remember like, that? I have videos. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, I got like actual live drum tracking videos up on YouTube of each. Or even I think most of the album, you know, just so I could always just point out to someone if someone wants to say shit like, "Oh, those drums are fake" or whatever. Like, no, I basically played that, and it was all one take; it wasn't spliced together. Nice, yeah, Yeah, evidence to back it up. (laughs) Yeah, pretty, pretty much just a like. uh, There's, I know there's a, I'll I'll call the dude out. I don't give a shit. Alex, uh, drummer, whatever is, I can't remember his last name, but he's in one of those tech death groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, that motherfucker, uh, like, I was saying, like, just, I was going down to beats per second, and, because he was having some drum discussion, and I was saying, like, you know, on average, like, my normal, I guess, rolling speed is, I can do 11 beats per second with my feet, and he just was like, that's physically impossible, <laughs> and uh, I was sitting there mixing music down, and I just took screenshots of the actual drum track, like, there, right there, count it up, one second. 11 hits, one second, 11 hits, and they're not all flubbed together. They're perfectly spaced because I know how to fucking play drums. And then he didn't have anything else to say. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry that you're just not a fast drummer. I'm not saying you're a shitty drummer by any means. It's just don't go going back and just go, 
no, that's just physically impossible. It's like, yeah, it's fucking physically possible. Look at the guy who uh, won the, uh, you know, the foot competition where he was playing 1,500 beats per minute. I mean, it sounded like a helicopter taking off, but still. <laughs> that's crazy. I think because like, think... go ahead. Huh? Oh, I was saying like, yeah, like because there's at a certain point you you could be playing so fast beats per minute that um it just it doesn't sound fast it, it starts to, like the, the hits start blurring in your ears more right well, i mean like legit, if you watch the uh one of the videos because he did it like five years in a row and he retired and he just only uh referees now so he went mm-hmm. out on top and no one's been able to beat him on it still but yeah he was doing like 1500 beats one minute just double bass doing that hill toe technique and it's like that doesn't even it's not even fucking usable <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, I was gonna say this is like, I think people get caught up with, um, like just competition, like just yeah, you know, develop your own style and just and just hundred percent and be happy with that. Like you don't have to right. be better than anybody. Like just do what you like, and I feel like that, like that would stands like over years. You know, like you know. People yeah. know you for I mean, that, and that—that's the what—that's that's the best thing. I mean, when people hear my songs, they know it's me automatically because the way my vocals are are like Nick. They know it's Nick when he's doing those really weird leads that he always does. Yeah, you can always tell us Nick. Yeah. Yep. You our have king, a signature. Then you can always tell us Jared's drums too, just yeah. with his every time drum sound and his feel. So classic. <laughs> Yeah, for King me, Kong. that's what yeah. makes a good musician is they have their own signature sound. Like, right. it's two things: it's they're a good musician's able to play anything you put in front of them, but also you can always tell it's them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. you know, whereas a you know a more or like a professional musician maybe who doesn't have their signature sound, like sure they sound good, but you it just sounds like any other guitarist or any other drummer, like. They're just supporting the track, whereas a, you know, a true musician has their own sound. Right. Like, like, imprint. The coolest, the coolest thing about those sounds is like finding out where they were influenced from and like what created their style. Because whenever you talk to like someone who has a really distinctive sound, you're like, oh, where, where did that come from? There's like five or six different influences, and they can normally pinpoint at least the most important ones. Yeah. Right. right. Like for me, like with uh, my vocals, like kind of how they evolved is I have like, I don't know, maybe like 20 bands I really fucking love. And I just like took parts of what I really liked from those bands and, you know, discard the rest pretty much. That's kind of how I evolved my sound. I'm right, sure you all exactly. do the same thing. Do I? Oh, I say, yeah, you toss out the shitty parts, keep the good parts. Yeah, pretty right. much. Like, like one of my favorite like i guess catalogs is like um i'd say everything before harvest four for like cattle captation i I think that's like god tier death grind um his shit got that band got weird like after that like um travis started doing like he started doing like this weird singing bullshit i was like god damn (laughs) i like i like to serve man yeah like, I mean, I like human jerky and omnivore. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like every like everything before Harvest Four is like fucking awesome for me. That's what I like. 
and then you know i like shit like uh you know you know bloodbath and but i love everything about bloodbath so <laughs> they have yet to put out a bad album dude it's nothing but quality from bloodbath and no matter who the singer is it's good shit yeah it's like two guys in that band i think that's just like masterminded it and how, so, how good is so the new album to- that's pretty good um the, cam- the cameos are a lot of fun I'm trying to think what was the song though yeah it's, it's, it's pretty good it's it's probably one of the best ones with uh the current vocalist um i don't know really memorable um, tracks i don't know grant grand morbid, lost yeah i don't know grand morbid funeral is fucking awesome like that that, album that one like, was really good too i, I like so, all of them honestly and then the, what was that the other one uh is it the arrow of satan flies straight or something oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I can't that one was pretty good there's some good tracks on that one too i thought the funniest oh, yeah. thing with their promo for that was they had a picture of them and you know they're talking about the arrow for satan or whatever well mm-hmm. nick's got a goddamn crossbow i thought that was funny as fuck <laughs> uh dead parade that's the my my favorite song off the new album. oh yeah that's a good one yeah. um yeah that's good they uh my favorite album of theirs is still the one with michael ackerfeld i honestly think that that's some of like his best work his vocals are just absolutely crushing on that album Mine's always going to be with Peter Taggart because, of course, Eaton with uh, Nightmares Made Flesh. Yeah, that one's great, too. He oh, was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. E- Eden is like an absolute death metal classic. Oh, yeah. But yeah, everything from them was great. I just remember reading the uh, when the first EP came out and then they did an interview with Metal Maniacs. You know, they were basically like, yeah, we got together. We thought it was fun. We were just we're only going to just put this out. Like, oh, OK. Like, <laughs> OK, well, we want another album. And yeah, we're, we're gonna go ahead and tour now and okay yeah this is a thing i guess that's usually how it fucking starts i mean like you don't expect yeah. some things to i don't know what it is but it seems like when you put less effort into something it it it's it's bet i don't know it's weird like you don't it expect it actual passion because you're doing it for the love of it not before the uh you know possible monetary gain yeah right right yeah yeah this is definitely yeah, oh, sorry, I can man. definitely attest to that when I just kind of put my all into something but didn't really like try to make it super perfect and just let the songs flow and just put it out with no expectations. That's yeah. kind of the stuff that does the best. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of those like standalone albums that were kind of super group collaborations just from artists jamming are some of the best ever. Like look at that album by Thorns. You guys know that one, right? That industrial black metal album. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I mean, love love that album, dude. It's good. It's definitely good. It's not like because I don't get into a lot of industrial, but it, it's well done for that style. Like yeah. I also like that Domin Hayes song or whatever how it's pronounced. Oh they yeah, some of that, and also and Oceans. I like that one. for some reason. Only the first album, the the one where it's and Oceans and God or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. That one I like. The follow up to it was just kind of like sugary, like stabbing westward sounding. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the the newest one was not good by then. Yeah, like a lot of bands like that kind of like checked out. Fuck it, I hate I hated it when the Covenant did that. Like back when they were still called Covenant with a C, and then they decided to call themselves Covenant with a K, and then dress up like Marilyn Manson. Like, <laughs> oh, that's just horrible. Watch it, looking at fucking Hellhammer, it looked like a fucking damn like he raided some fucking hot topic kids fucking closet. Hmm. Like you, you bastard! I, I not I bought the CD for a dollar just to listen to it to see how bad it was, and I was like, 
well, I really wish I had that dollar back. I would have gotten a Fago <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> I don't even like Fago, but I, I think I would have gotten more value out of that than that fucking album. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, do you remember that really fancy Fago we found at that um, bakery in LA? Um... It was like there was, really. people, there was those people playing um, like a Queen cover outside, and you could tell the musicians didn't know how to play the song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I remember uh, when I off- lived in Washington State for a little bit. There's this juggalos everywhere drinking Fago. <laughs> I'm not even Boy, joking. There's, there's not so many of them around here, but I mean, I see Fago in the the uh, groceries, not the groceries, sort of convenience stores here all the time, and it's like. I got one just to try it. Everything sucks except for the cream soda and the fucking red, red big pop, whatever it's fucking called. Right. Those are two that tasted good. Everything, like I tried the root beer one because it was like over here at the time, it was like 69 cents. I'm like, yeah, sure. Try the root beer one. I'm like, this is the worst fucking root beer I've had in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> tried the fucking the, the Coca Cola flavored one. That's the worst fucking Coke. I mean, I, I'd rather go get great value. Sam's Cola from fucking Walmart and drink that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that shit fucking tastes like fucking damn drain cleaner and fucking um, like fucking roots. <laughs> I uh, I honestly kind of want to go to Gathering of the Juggalos just once. I just I really want to. You really it. don't. You Have really you been don't. to it? No. I no. mean, I've heard them explain to I'm me the things the they do, and it's like just fucking gross. I want to. No, it's like from, from from an anthropological perspective. It got. To, I want to study it. I guess when they bring <laughs> girls, I guess when they bring girls into the juggalo family, they like make oh, a circle no. and fuck them in the middle of the circle in front of everybody. Wait, actually, fuck? yeah. Oh my god, I've seen I've seen the- photos and stuff. It looks like like there's like no. There's no rules, basically. It just looks like absolute chaos. It's just a bunch Juggalos. of fucking just neat huggalos. It looks like fucking trailer trash degeneracy. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's what I figured. Oh, no, we're going to get canceled by the juggalos. <laughs> I see, <laughs> I see, ICP I is coming after us. <laughs> well, I don't think ICP planned on any of this. I think they were like a joke band, and then this whole scene formed around them, and they were like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> they're on the FBI. They're on the FBI watch list. Yeah, yeah because jugglers are considered. They consider themselves a gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same with the uh, FSU, which was right. a hardcore um, uh, fucking dance crew, whatever the fuck. Go yeah. See everybody. Bunch of fucking dead poops. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, like, I remember uh, talking on like Lamb Goat, and some of those guys would come on there talking shit. And it's like, dude, you, your fucking arms about the size of my fucking calf. It's like nothing. Right. <laughs> like, on my fucking wrist. That's what I meant to say. I was like, no, actually, I got big muscular calves. You know? Like, no, their arms like a fucking centimeter arm. Inches of wire. What? I thought you literally said, um, your arms are the size of the arms of my cat. <laughs> like, damn. Well, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like it's like bone and a little bit of meat, and you're over here like talking about it, you're gonna fuck shit up. It's like the only thing you're gonna fuck up. 
with your goddamn hand when it hits someone's face and it breaks into a million pieces. You know, <laughs> you, know the, you know the pictures of uh when I screenshot cringe people on Facebook. Um I saw a guy that was like, Why I need to go to the gym when you could work out uh on stage like he's talking about like it being you know like uh a lot of physical you know exertion or whatever and i was like well no wonder you look like a, a fucking flat-chested um bony motherfucker as you on <laughs> drugs and sweating all the time that ain't a fucking workout <laughs> i know i mean it's like it's funny like i know a couple of drummers where it's like well i i work out when uh you know when i'm drumming you know cause i'm playing so much i'm like what the fuck are you enough. like 350 fucking pounds? You're not getting enough. Do some fucking cardio. That's why you're fucking winded after a half a minute blast beat. Yeah. <laughs> goddamn, 30 seconds. You're fucking sounding like a goddamn Hoover vacuum over there, sucking all the air out of the fucking room. <laughs> oh, dude. Jared can blast for like five hours straight at least. Easily, yes. I, I remember we were we were just jamming, writing some bullshit, and this dude just kept going pure blast beats for hours. I was like, God damn. <laughs> Human drum machine. You put that work in. Exactly. Yep. I had that compliment before whenever um we played uh one of my old old bands, uh Seppuku. We actually did a cover, it was of uh Mortician Zombie Apocalypse. And like people who were like you know, the ones that actually have heard it before. It's like, God damn, like you sounded just like the drum machine. I said, yeah, because I know how to play. You know, you, you learn how to play on fucking time and you know how to play with fucking, you know, hit and fucking heavy. You, you fucking can play. Or maybe I'm just good and you suck. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like I can have so complete humility or none. Just before we, we we kind of already gone over time, so just to kind of close things up a little bit before we finish, uh, I kind of wanted to ask you guys while I have you all here, what are your favorite albums so far this year? Like top three My or four? Albums. God, the ones that I put out, ones I've been on. Okay, well, which are your top then from from the ones you put out? I uh, fuck, I don't know. I put out like fifty of them already <laughs> this year. What the fuck? I, whatever's the newest is what I'm fucking excited about. Like everything, so, like I did like the response on the uh, last glittering album. I was really surprised about that, where uh, Nick played um, lead guitar on it and he mixed it down. Yeah, it's gotten a lot of, you know, at least a lot more interest than I normally have gotten for those albums. I can't remember everything else that's came out this year. I know that uh, Rejoice, uh, The Light, something, whatever that. Oh, yeah. Band. That was good. Yeah, yeah that's just like a little twenty-minute, uh, you know, dissonant deep, death deep. metal, but it's all solid. Yeah, it's gold. I mean, it's just like the uh, the first uh, one they released, I think, the year before. Fucking pure gold. Because I bought both of those on CD. Um, it, it's just so hard for me to keep up with what comes out. Like I'll buy it, and then it goes into the stack of like four hundred CDs on the side of my desk I haven't listened to. Because I listen to them in a particular way or in a particular order. So I got like fucking albums from like seven years ago I bought brand new. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I have this. I guess I'll listen to this now. <laughs> and it's um, not really like, like I'm self-absorbed. It's just like this is what I'm working on. That's what I have to focus on. So that's what right. I know what's going on with. 
Yeah, I mean, we're always working on so much stuff. I get really excited about what I'm currently working on. And then, you know, once it's done, then I'm like satisfied with it. Then I'm really excited about the next thing and the next thing. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, yeah like me and Nick have um, the next uh, casual intrusion already in the beginning stages. I have to just start tracking my drums. Nice. But, yeah, we, we fucking next one's already me rolling out. Probably end up getting a release around this same time. And then uh, also working on a noise rock sort of, kitten mode sort of um, band. Nice. Like I just started tracking drums for that. So Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah it's just like whatever like, sound catches our fancy, we'll just be like, let's do that. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's do um, it right now. Fuck it. I mean, otherwise it's going to eat into my brain. Like before I die, I want to have something in literally every genre released because i just like trying new things and seeing what i can add to it hip-hop gonna do hip-hop album. <laughs> it means metal it means metal. maybe not every hardcore. genre but every good <laughs> genre metal like, <laughs> you write some music for pedophiles and 12 year olds god damn <laughs> um well i'm i'm working on uh the new maggot crown right now that's nice. what i'm doing um, I'm doing that vocals. For yeah, there's like one thing I sent Jared recently, and he was like, "Oh, this is this is very good." And then an hour later, later, yes, very awesome. Like I was like, hey, "Let's do it again." <laughs> yeah, I listened to it again. I might have fucking been drunk too, and I was just like, uh, "Let me check this out." I don't think I did. Oh yeah, this is good. <laughs> Can't I didn't confirm. imagine it. He did a good job. And then, and then, and then I said it to Blake in the uh, war room chat, and he was like, "What the fuck is this feedback?" And I was like, "It's grindcore. You wouldn't know about it, right? <laughs> you don't get you know about it. Okay. He don't fucking use his amps. He's fucking asshole." <laughs> Yeah, All right, I'll give some con. I'll give some context to the people that's listening. Blake is our guitarist of Flesh Configuration. That's me and Jared's other band. Um, we love Blake. Uh, he he loves brutal death metal and you know tech death, the important shit. But he has like some of the worst guilty pleasures ever. Guilty pleasures? No, he's more than proud to tell you what he loves. They're like, man, this death tone is so good. No, no, it fucking ain't. What the fuck are you saying? Oh, this, this fucking soundtrack gets hard, man. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, you, 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 you actually play death metal, but you, you, you fucking all hard on for seven dust. Oh, out. You know, when I was growing up, when I was in high school and junior high, I'm like. I was listening to death metal back then. You, uh, you, you picked the wrong shit. You picked well, garbage. <laughs> this is what this is when uh this is when y'all thought I was drunk last night, but I wasn't. I was just talking mad shit to Blake. Let me see if I can find it about. I was fucking. Uh, I sleep. I went to sleep yeah, early. Man. Like that. that's when I said. I said, "Where's Jared when I need him? Like we need to beat this guy down." Oh, yeah, all I saw was like 181 messages in the band <laughs> chat, and I'm like, "No, nah, I ain't reading that." I got shit to do. <laughs> oh, oh. Like reading a goddamn book. And it's, yeah, it'd be you just like shitting on Blake the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said to him, I said, how come you didn't join Trapped already? If Five Finger Chicken Play <laughs> asked you to play, would you use Zaxby Sauce or Ranch? <laughs> I love confusing him because he's like, Five Finger Chicken Play. He thought I was about to say Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> 
I'm thinking you were going to say Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Uh, anybody remember that shitty ass fucking band from the fucking what, like late nineties? God damn. Yeah. I don't even, like. I want to go look up the one song I remember it being played on the radio, but then again, I don't because I forgot. Like I've drank enough that I don't fucking remember it anymore. So that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted so, to see what what are your guys' favorite songs off the new uh, Psionic Madness. I don't even know any of the song titles. <laughs> <laughs> Track one was pretty good. Track three was pretty good. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I kind of... You know the lyric videos. Whenever... You know the lyric videos yeah. I put up. You remember yeah, those. Which one, which one out of that one did you like better? I, I don't remember the song titles on either of them. Observance or... Like, on I Am something. Okay, so that's like, uh, necrotizing. Necrotizing miasma. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and that one. Yeah. The seven minute one. <laughs> like, that one. Okay, I know it sounds like shitty, but like whenever, um, you know, an album's getting about ready to release, I purposely don't listen to it. And so I can almost experience it just like everyone else is, even though, yeah, I played on it and I reviewed it for the final, like, Okay, does this sound great? Yeah, this sounds great. Then I try not to listen to it ever again until it's actually released. And that way I have almost like the fan experience as well. I don't get that luxury till like a year later when I didn't listen to it. <laughs> because like I'm the one that's got to order stuff and everything and do the promotion with, you know, James. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm, so I'm hearing it so much. And then when I do the lyric video, it like almost ruins the song for me because I had heard it so yeah. much. So right, like, that's later. It's the same for me when I'm like mixing an album and putting the final touches on it. I like to put a lot of work in having the order perfect and all the songs flow into each other, and then I just kind of fucking over it by the end of that. But yeah. then I'll go <laughs> yeah. back and listen to something I did like one or two years ago, and I'm like, damn, that was fucking good. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, how do I get back yeah. to that? That was great. Yeah, I know. you know. I do that shit a lot too, where I'm like revisiting my old material. I'm like, damn, I actually used to know how to play. Right. Now I suck. What happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something fucking fucked up. Took too many blows to the fucking head. I do. I do feel. I do feel like that's how I felt on that immortality salience. I was like, I don't think I'm ever gonna be able to top this, like vocal wise. And then I do rotting dominion, right. and I'm like, holy shit. That's yeah, even better. Each, your vocals each sound awesome kind of a on that snapshot one. Snapshot of like where we're at in our life at that yeah. point. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's right. just cool to revisit is... that when we're at a different place, you know, musically or in general in our life, and you know, kind of go back and see where where we were at then and realize how good it was because we didn't see it in the moment. Yeah. Right? You know I mean? No, we were just too busy caught up making it in the moment. It's right. almost like a musical diary. Instead of like writing down a bunch of terrible fucking <laughs> poetry into a book, you just like, no, I'm this is how I'm feeling right now. It's just like this, these, these albums I've released or I've worked on. That's why like I never get all these people that sit there and work on something for fucking five, six fucking years. That's like, awful. I'm just, made a, <laughs> yeah, like I'm talking like a lot with like local people here where, yeah, yeah where's no. these albums? Nowhere. They don't have one. They fucking got tired of fucking working on it. That's all you need to say. Be the same person. That's all you yeah. need to say. Local people. That's all you got to say. Yeah, local I mean, people. <laughs> for me, I'm fucking like, I'm obsessive. And if I'm working on something, like, I have to finish it. Because I'm not going to, like, rest easy till it's fucking done. 
I can't yeah, I can't just let something sit and not do shit on it. And at the same time, if I'm trying to tweak something for too long to make it like per- absolutely perfect, it ends up fucking up the original vision of it. So yeah. I've really yeah. learned to just go pick a sound and a feeling and just fucking go for it and just lay it down and then just try to put it out once it sounds good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. We all get it. They're all we've all done it. <laughs> right. These are the ride or die homies. That's that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to make it just terrible now. Thank you. Yeah, the dynamic trio. Yeah, I'll call you <laughs> oh the unholy triumvirate. Every cliche. Jesus. Well, shut your mouth, boy. <laughs> I'll be talking to you later in the band chat. <laughs> you'll be calling me yeah. all kinds of names. In and the, you'll be uh, like, that, that motherfucker. At least he didn't say um and like like that whole podcast. Oh, you did say like time. about a dozen times. I was going to fucking call you out a second ago when you were going off about it's shut up. killers. You're just like, 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 like. I'm like, goddamn, <laughs> motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Get it out, dude. Motherfucker. Like a fucking valley fucking girl. Damn, great damage. Jesus. I need a like button. <laughs> so i mean and what's I mean, cool about sounds- psionic madness is that we all just get to focus on what we're best at so right. like we could all play everything and we can all do everything but not me this this group we just <laughs> <laughs> well i know me me and jared can easily do one-man bands and we do it all the time but with psionic madness we just hone in on what we're best at and it kind of all comes together right you know yeah, I mean, I, I kind of said that in the press kit that I wrote for you guys that this is just you guys showcasing what you're best at. And like, this is kind of a point where you've all kind of honed your skills over so many bands that this this album's just like basically a showcase. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've got Volus, but if you put me in front of a drum kit, uh, forget about it. That shit's, that shit's programmed. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like the first uh, couple... Um, releases of all us i had a session drummer so and then you know jared was on uh two two albums for that so mm-hmm. and then i had another guy the on the demo so yeah right which a name we will not speak of yes <laughs> <laughs> so um i think time wise we should probably wrap things up because we've gone way over no, which is fine but, uh, listen to this forever <laughs> hey, this we're gonna be so happy to wait through two hours of fucking bullshit. Next time we'll do it as a live stream. Yeah, <laughs> this is, I'm gonna tell you something. No, this is this is gonna be like the Joe Rogan Alex Jones podcast where it went on for five fucking hours, and then he kept saying, "I forgot the piss." Because we're gonna just go off on conspiracies and just yeah, let's just do that next time. Just all conspiracy theories. All right, yeah. cryptids and conspiracies, nothing else. Yeah, I was like, I will say, this podcast didn't start getting good till we started talking about serial killers and spooky shit. It picked right. up a lot <laughs> at horror movies. <laughs> Everyone got pretty into it <laughs> beforehand. Everybody was like, uh, and Jared's still covered with fecal matter, and Nick uh, just woke up, and I was like, God damn, I would have been at 3 a.m. Yeah, just, yeah, just cut yeah, the was, just cut the first hour and we're good. <laughs> Done. Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> well, like 
because I, I I got up at three and I had to go install fucking uh, ceiling tiles at my work for fucking four hours. God damn, on other shit. So, yeah, that's why I wasn't in the fucking best mood in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm about to have to come in and work on my fucking day off and pick some idiot up from the airport. Oh, so man, I'm kind of yeah, but I'm gonna just Leave take a there. day off next week. So is, is I'll work two had... hours today to take a, a whole eight hour day off this week. So oh, that's worth day. it. Yeah. Nice. Well, everyone who has been listening, thank you for tuning in for this long. And uh we'll have another guest on next time. Come back in. And everyone, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you guys coming on the uh podcast. Oh yeah. It's a ton of fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was fun.